Glory be to God. Greetings to you, to everyone across the globe. Welcome to Kingdom Keys. I'm Apostle Max. We're raising a generation with kingdom revelation. And in the season, we are dealing with the power of prayer. It's getting more and more exciting as we begin to delve into the revelation of the kingdom of God. And now God is raising up a generation with this understanding and giving us the truth so that we can progress in life and become all that God has called us to be. Today's session is called, His Kingdom Rules Overall. It's found in Psalms 103 verses 9 to 10. Psalms 103 is so powerful. You've got to read the whole chapter. I'm pulling out a few verses for you. From verse 9, it says, or 19, it says, The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength to do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. So when you begin to pray, you begin to invite the kingdom of God into your environment and you are engaged in the most important project across the globe. This is what your father's involved in. This is his business. This is his business plan. And when he sent you to the earth, you will form part of that. And when you begin to pray the Our Father, have a look at the, the, the Our Father. And we spoke about the rules of engagement. We jumped into John chapter 2 to speak about the six water pots which represents man on the earth. There are six things that are critical for your development. And what we discovered is thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. So right in the center, what we call the sandwich of your prayer, should be all your engagement in the earth, that your life would count for something, that your life would matter. You need to know that you were sent here for a purpose and you will discover that in there are these six P's of your prayer life that should be really, really important. Number one is the power of the kingdom. That's the supernatural. That's you inviting all of heaven to engage with your life in the earth. That's the power of God upon your life. Number two, um, in this earthly prayer, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, deals with the purposes of God. And then you say, on earth as it is in heaven, means that bring order into my life. And that is where you begin to see God's plan unfold. So I please want you to see this as you pray this. It's important because the power, the purposes, and the plan of God, you cannot really separate that. I want you to get the revelation today, today. because um, people have made plans and then they ask God to bless their plans. But if you come into the kingdom, the kingdom must overrule your plans. The kingdom overrules, it rules over all. It must rule over the, your will. It must rule over all the plans that you've got. Uh, your will's got to go. God's will is being done. His purposes will prevail. Have a look at an important scripture. Proverbs 19 verse 21. But have a look at it in the NIV version. And your life will begin to start to make sense. So many are the plans 
in a person's heart, in a man's heart. But it's the Lord's purpose that, that will prevail. Can you see that? You do not start with plans. You don't bring your plans to God and ask God to bless them. I, I had ideas of how we should operate in the kingdom. I told God, do not take away the businesses. I will preach for you. Do not give me, uh, you know, I, I will show you how I can add mine into yours. And we, many of us negotiate with God at this level. I think we, there's such a level of arrogance of how we, we've got such egos and, and pride in our lives where we, um, the plan of God, and when we went studying, even in the schools, they never spoke about the power of God. They don't speak about his word. They don't pray the Our Father. It's got nothing to do with the plan of God for your life. They've trained you to work in their system and to be a good, have a good credit record so you can borrow money from them and borrow money your whole life and, and live indebted to their system. And then you die and they give you um, a gold pen, right? And uh, this is the intention of the enemy. Uh, so when you came to the kingdom of God, you begin to understand that in there is your gift and in there is uh, God's power in you. When you begin to pray the Our Father, it's such an important thing. If you pray it from the beginning, even as a young child, teach your children to pray from the beginning because what that does is it is engaging with the power and the purposes and the plan of God. So we're finding too many people have made plans, many of the plans in a man's heart, but plans don't come first. Purpose comes first. And for you to see the purposes of the kingdom, you must experience the power of the kingdom. It's the supernatural. So the day I got born again and the day I started engaging with God in prayer, God had the right to reorder my life. Because the kingdom takes center stage. It becomes my priority. It's what I seek and it should be the same for you. And what, what happens out of that is you'll find that many of the skills we've developed in the world to make money are actually misaligned with heaven's purpose. You'll discover that there's many things that we got involved in. Me as a systems analyst, I mean, God's using that as a secondary skill to help build and establish being in a podcast studio and developing databases and helping build strategies. All these things I did in the world system, God's taken that gift, but that was not primary. That was secondary. What I've been called to do is to teach. And everything about my life is I struggled because how could I, who, somebody who never spoke at school, who failed um, public speaking, would now be called to speak to the globe. My God. But when God comes, when you come into the kingdom of God, he now adds his power. He puts his anointing. He puts his, because in that plan, in the kingdom of God is not just the purposes of God, but the plan of God for you specific. And in there is your gift. So my gift is hidden and the enemy taunted me my whole life, telling me that there's no way you can speak. So when God called me to be a, to get into public speaking, my God, it freaked me out. But you see that God's power upon your life. And that's what is so amazing about this kingdom, that in your weakness, God can turn your weakness into a strength. Come on, somebody. Because when you get into the kingdom of God, it's, it's not your ability, it's your availability. And even though you're not a great leader or you can't speak well or you don't know, you know, uh, how this thing works. But because you desire his kingdom and your pursuit is for his kingdom, here comes the power, here comes the purposes, and here comes the plan of God. Those three, you cannot separate them.
You cannot separate them. I'm finding skilled people who love the Lord, but cannot let go of their degrees and uh, their MBAs. And, uh, you know, it's the, it's the thing that leads them. It's the number one priority in their lives. And yet when you come to the kingdom of God, your degree is not your number one thing. Ask Paul. He says, I count this as rubbish that I may know him. And when you come into the kingdom of God, God's power then goes and works upon you, the anointing to lift you up and to reestablish you in your accurate position in the kingdom of God. And with that comes your gift. Now, some of you don't even know that you're gifted to speak or to even raise a business and have the skills to do that. But God will put an anointing on you, his power at work within you so that you can move forward in the purposes and the plan of God. And this is where the peace comes. This is where life begins to make sense. It's in the center of God's will. It's where the purposes of God is being pre is, will prevail. So too many people are making plans. I don't know what plans you've made, even for the coming years and what it is. I'm letting you know I had grand plans. And I would speak the plans over and over and over to my family. And then I get born again. And God reorders it. But he didn't remove the desire even to travel and to do that. It's the way I was getting there. That's the problem. For most people, because it's the plan in the man's heart. But when you come to the kingdom of God, before you have plans, you have the purposes of God. So purpose is more important than plans in the kingdom. Please write that out. The purposes of God is more important than the plans of man. Because purpose precedes plans. In the kingdom of God, purpose overrides man's plans. That's where most people are stuck. This is where the warfare takes place. Because people don't know how to let go of that plan and grab a hold of God's plan. But you can't start with plans. You've got to start with purpose. Even so, people are looking for vision. How does vision work? Please write this down. Vision is purpose in pictures. So the number one thing that the kingdom is going to do in your life is, of course, give you the anointing, the purpose and the power of God upon your life. Because when the purpose of, a, of is, is clear, power descends in a place where purpose is clear. Go back to uh, the day of Pentecost. And you'll find that the power of God manifests in that place because the purpose was clear. They went into the upper room knowing that the kingdom is going to spread throughout the globe. And when the purposes of heaven is in your heart to do what God has called you to do, the power begins to flow in that place. Can you see that? You cannot separate the power. You cannot separate the purposes of God. And you cannot separate the plans of God. The three of them go hand in hand. You want to speak about where's the prosperity. Let me show you where the prosperity is. Have a look at Psalms 25 and verse 10. What has God done? In the middle of your prayer, when you started to engage with the power, the purpose, and the plan of God, now comes the prosperity. Because God gives you vision before he gives you provision. Provision follows the vision. And when you get in on God's vision and the plan that he has for your life, and you say yes to his will and yes to his way, here comes the prosperity. Have a look at this. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth to such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. So I'm entering into covenant with God and I'm entering into the kingdom of God where I want to see the power of God at work in my life and the purposes of God prevail in my generation. 
For your namesake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. In the way that he chooses. You fear the Lord. God's going to teach you in the way that he chooses. Not your education, not your degree. Some of it is misaligned. Even though you love the Lord, you got a degree and you're trying to find out how does my degree and all that I've been through. I mean, you know, it's supposed to be working together for the good. No, you weren't praying even when you went for that degree. I didn't pray when I asked about my finances and how I want. I just wanted money. I looked into the newspaper and I found out what's going to pay me the most. And what I did was I discovered that programming and being a systems analyst is going to be the most, it's, it's going to be the most lucrative. And I chose that based upon money. So money led me. So when I came into the kingdom of God and God is to reorder my life, now my plans have got to go. And that is tough. That's why the rich young ruler could not even continue with Jesus because he built all his wealth outside of the kingdom. When Jesus says, give, uh, sell all that you have, give to the poor, and sow into my vision, the Bible says he was sad at that saying. And then Jesus said, how hard it is for rich people to enter into the kingdom because it means I've got to let go of me to grab a hold of him. I've got to let go of my world to grab a hold of his world. Are you seeing that? Because he's got a plan. The plan for that rich young ruler was that he would replace Judas in the kingdom of God. Because Jesus knew about the betrayer and he knew he would need a replacement. And that rich young ruler, because of his acumen, financial ability, he was going to be the replacement because Judas was the man who, held, who took care of the money. Can you see the plan of God? And in everything that you're busy with, until you begin to pray the kingdom of God and you begin to call for his power to come, um, unless you're doing that, if you never ask God about that studying and what you're involved in, uh, the power and the purposes and the plan of God could shake your world. And scripture lets you know that there's some, certain things that God will shake so that that which cannot be shaken will remain. That's the kingdom. God is establishing his kingdom because his kingdom rules over all. He's, now listen to what he says. Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself. So when God teaches you his way, he says he himself shall dwell in prosperity. There's your prosperity. After you've said yes to the will of God, yes to the way of God, yes to the plan of God. And his descendants shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. So for your children, your family, and all that, when you enter into the purposes of God, now you're finding the plan of God unfolding for your life. And then God took my skill of IT and all that. And we're using it here now quite, you know, it's been a blessing to us. But it never draw, it's not driving my life anymore. This is not the reason why I'm here. I'm here to see the kingdom extend. I'm here to see the message get out for the, across the globe. So when you begin to, 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 to the, doing business with God, um, the greatest fight that you're in is, I need to say this to somebody, it's not resources. You think you've got a money problem. You don't have a money problem. You have a positioning problem. You are not positioned accurately in the kingdom of God. Many people are struggling looking for resources. In the kingdom of God, it's not the goal. Power is not the goal. When I position myself in the kingdom of God, now the plan of God unfolds and all of a sudden I'm finding all kinds of resources across the globe because this is the way it works. So order um, is, is really in the plan of God. So purpose means original intent. You've got power. 
Now, God's original intent of why he sent you here, he then, after you said yes to the will of God, now he starts to bring order into your life. Can some of you know that through your praying, you've discovered that there's a lot of shaking going on? Because order is a universal principle that brings peace, prosperity, and progress. Please write this out. Order is not stiffness. It's placement. God is placing you accurately in his kingdom. Why? Because his kingdom rules over all. So when you get in that, it's, that's, this is going to be your biggest fight. I mean, when we said yes to the will of God, all hell broke loose because it meant that the way, I, the way I was trained and what the skill that I had and the relationships I was involved in, all of that was going to go and God was going to establish a new order in my life. And with this order came a lot of shaking and a lot of fear and transitioning into. And then, of course, your major thing is the devil tells you, where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? I'm letting you know that the money is locked up in the center of the father's will. So when you said yes to his will and you finally fight into that place and, and wrestle and stay in the center of the father's will, you will soon find that the prosperity will flow on every side. That's the order of God. So order is the accurate arrangement of things. And anytime you find a place in order, you need to know discipline has been applied. Lawns don't manicure by themselves. And ordered lives don't manifest by themselves. You find somebody who's disciplined themselves in prayer. They've now asked God to reorder their lives. Because you want the purposes of God to unfold. And God's power goes to work to now show you the original reason why you were sent. And why you are here. And it positions you in the kingdom of God so that you can become effective for the glory of God. Because your gift matters, your time matters, everything, your personality and all that God sent you here. He made you that way. He made you a certain way so that you can be positioned accurately in his kingdom and in your generation, serve your generation. Please write this out. A disciplined prayer life brings order into your life. That's why you pray every day. Men ought always to pray. Pray over meetings. Pray over what you're going to study. Don't just make plans. Pray for purpose. Don't just pray for a partner. Pray for purpose first. You don't get a partner first. You get purpose first. Because some of you are so missing. Not some of you. I, I, I don't want to prophesy that over you. I want to let you know that there are many people that look for a partner first. But they're so misaligned with purpose. They make plans, wedding plans. But they don't think about purpose. They don't think about how do we going to bring this together for our lives. How's this person going to serve the purposes of God? When God gave Adam Eve, that woman was perfectly fit to serve the purposes of the kingdom of God. It was bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. It was help meet someone who can assist to bring forth the kingdom of God, the purposes of God. Your partner does not come first. The purposes of God comes first. Never make plans outside of prayer. Never make plans outside of the purposes of God because God's power is at work to make sure that you become joyful, that you become all that God has called you to be. Someone's got to apply pressure in that house to bring order. The dysfunction in your family can go because when you bring in the kingdom of God, you're calling for order. 
And some of you might discover that you spend seven years studying the wrong thing. Why do children get so frustrated? They put them into an education system and they, the, the parents have paid so much money for that. And after three years, a child says, I'm not, just, I'm not studying this. Because it's misaligned gifts. I just made up my mind, I'm going to go and study something. But you never discovered who you really are. You came loaded. You came with a gift. God's a God of order. He sent you here to solve problems. How is it that you're studying one thing, but this is what you're called to do? No, you first discover your gift, and then you study around your gift. And then you perfect your gift, and you sharpen your gift, and you become the best that God has called you to be. Imagine that I was taught this stuff when I was 20 years old. Imagine that I didn't go take this journey down in all the confusion and, and, and brought all kinds of crazy into my home because I didn't know who I was. Imagine somebody had mentored me to a moment like this where I could pray accurately and understand the power of the Our Father prayer. And this is what God's doing for you, right? Because he's bringing you into his plan. But to see the power of God in your life, real, real power, you need to know that there is a plan of God for your life. But you need to know you can't make plans by yourself. You got, you got to work with the Holy Spirit and say, where does this fit into the purposes of God? You're not yearn uh, to, to waste your time. A disciplined prayer life, prayer life brings order into your home. Have a look at this powerful scripture. Isaiah 38 verse 1 to 5. This is really good. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth with a loyal heart and, what, and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, Go and tell Hezekiah. Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father. I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. Surely I will add to your days 15 years. Because this Hezekiah goes, King Hezekiah, he goes and he brings his house in order. And then God adds years to his life. Do you understand why the kingdom is so powerful? Because order will prolong your life. Order will preserve your life. Anytime you find a man's house in order, it brings, and you know that the kingdom is manifesting over his children, over his finances, over his body. You're exercising in the morning. Your, your confession of your, of your word, where, where your words begin to align with the word of God and where your finances, you bring your home in order and you bring your prayer life in order. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's order. That's discipline. That's waking up in the morning with purpose and with power. Waking up every single day to bring forth the purposes and the plan of God in your life. Because the kingdom of God, anytime you find a man's house in, in that's disorder, God can't bless it. Because anything God blesses multiplies. So if there's chaos in your house and you do not pray in your house, how would God bless it? If you are spending all your money on, the, on gambling, as an example, why would God bless it? Only the devil will bless something like that to keep you in chaos. Because when God blesses something, it multiplies. That's why he told them, he says, there's no need. Uh, they, they, they're hungry. He says that everybody sit down in 50s. Five loaves, two fish. 
multiplies it. Because any place of order, it brings multiplication. It brings the blessing of the Lord in the place. That's why the kingdom has become your number one priority. God's kingdom is ruling over everyone's life, over our homes, over our family, so that we can become all that God has called us to be. The kingdom, please write this out. I think it's worth repeating. The kingdom has no misplaced gifts. Is the gift that you are functioning, is the thing that you are doing right now in the earth, serving the kingdom of God in any way? Why am I asking that? Because this kingdom is going to outlast every other kingdom. And one day when you have to give an account for your life, it's going to be based upon what you were sent to do, not what you made up as you went along. You're going to be judged upon what you didn't do for the kingdom of God, not the sin. Rewards are dished out based upon, I found out what the will of God is for my life. My gift is attached in this. It might be that I don't even think that I can teach. This is me. How can I preach? How can I lead a church? I, had, I have no confidence in my flesh. Because there was no way I could lead anything in a proper way with so many people, with so much resources, with so many decisions that I have to make. Then preach every single week and every single day being in the studios and the cameras and all that God has done. I mean, look at what the Lord has done. I, in my wildest dreams, did not think that this was the purpose and the plan of God for my life. How would I have to work with business people and, and raise up pastors and, and deal with partners across the globe and, and, and sit around boardrooms, tables with presidents? In my wildest dreams, I was happy just to make money. But when I came into the kingdom of God, God reordered my life. And it's possible that people's lives have been cut short because they refused the order of the kingdom. There's no prosperity flowing. There's frustration. It's not the will of God. You were supposed to come into a place of where your life makes sense. And the more you order your life according to the, God's kingdom, all of a sudden, life makes sense. Here comes the new relationships. You must be willing to go. Because if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Isaiah 119. You will eat the good of the land. You need to know the power of living in God's kingdom. That God is not um, trying to tease you in any way. He's not trying to frustrate your life. I think the greatest arrogance is us and our, and our unwillingness to go with God. I think that's the greatest fight that we're in. That there, there's so many people that anytime you bring your life into order and you let go of the pride and the arrogance and the rebellion and that spirit of witchcraft and that stubbornness that we've been living under, it's because of pride that the devil is the devil. It is because of pride. When people want to exalt themselves above the plan and the purposes of God, you watch them frustrated. But God is bringing you into a place of where you're actually praying for order on every level. And watch God multiply your life and bring you into all that God has got for you. His kingdom rules over all. Let me show you what the end looks like. Because in Daniel chapter 2 verse, verse 44. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven. One day we're gonna have to, we have to go into this revelation about Daniel and, and the end times and what it looks like. Because this king Nebuchadnezzar has a dream and he's trying to let the soothsayers, he asked them what did I dream and give me its interpretation. They said, you're crazy. What did you dream? He says, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to tell me what I dreamt and you're going to interpret it. And so he's going to kill them all. So he ends up going to go and they said, look, Daniel says, just tell the king to hold up. I'm going to inquire from God. And he gives him the interpretation, tells him what he dreamt and the interpretation. And here's a scripture that you need to take home with you. And in the days of these kings, Daniel 2.44, the, the, 
uh, in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. Glory be to God. Revelations 11 verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded. You know what the end looks like. And there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. That's why for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please hear me today. When you're praying for thy kingdom to come, thy will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, you're asking for the power of God, you're asking for the purposes of God, and you're asking for the plan of God to unfold in your life. And when his kingdom comes, the only way it can come is for your kingdom to go, your will to go, your plan to go, so that God's purposes can be fulfilled. I pray a blessing upon you. I'm Apostle Max. This is Kingdom Keys. We're raising up a generation with kingdom revelation. I pray that God would accurately position you in this season for his kingdom and for his glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.